Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Ladies and gentlemen and fellow patriots, good to have you back. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And so glad to have you on this week. Have you paid your taxes? The tax bills are due. And have you been taxed enough already? The Tea Party movement is alive and well. And every time you think maybe things aren't just... uh, Smoking along, and all you got to do is look at your taxes, and you have to pay them, and the taxpayers are out in force, and we're going to tea parties. What everybody else is doing, I don't know. Half our country doesn't pay taxes, so maybe they're not for the tea party, but I'm for the tea party because I've been taxed enough already, and if you have been taxed enough already, join me every week at Doc Holiday's Tea Party because we are going to tear into what's going on, and this week... We have got so much to talk about. Let me tell you what we're going to do. The news item, it's got to be about the budget plans. We've got Congressman Paul Ryan's uh, Path to Prosperity for America. And we got the GOP Study Committee came out with their own plan. And then uh, the plan, was it a plan or was it a speech? Was it a campaign speech i don't know the president did something at the white house so we're going to cover that in the news section today and then also today we got adam waldeck now i recorded this with adam he's from american solutions recorded just a couple weeks ago so it's before all these budgets came out about the the different uh, budget plans between uh, paul ryan a congressman of wisconsin republican uh, roadmap uh, called uh, the P- America's Path to Prosperity. Then you got the GOP study from Congressman Jordan uh, from the study committee. They got their own budget out. Uh, we were waiting, <laughs> waiting <laughs> in anticipation in the White House. We, they just, uh, I don't know what they did last week. They said they had some kind of budget plan, but I never did see it. But listen, we will talk about those things, cover it, get into details in the news section. Then we got our Talk with Adam Waldeck, an interview that you don't want to miss because American Solutions, that was a group started by Newt Gingrich. Adam is on uh, the air and we talk about some of the things they're looking at as far as the budget. Now, after that, what do we have? Well, we do have a new segment for the program that I'll be doing whenever I feel like we need to and probably every week we'll find something. It's called Doc Holliday's Tombstone Award. Yes, Tombstone, Arizona, where they had a shootout at the OK Corral. And Doc Holliday was there. Well, I tell you, uh, I'm Doc Holliday. I'm a dentist, and this is uh, my predecessor, the real Doc Holliday. that went out west back in the 1880s, uh, 1870s, 80s, and, and uh, got his name put in the history books, especially at the shootout at the OK Corral in Tombstone, Arizona. So let me tell you. We got the Doc Holliday Tombstone Award for the most unworthy idea or action or group of words or speech. So the most unworthy one of the week 
we're going to give it the Tombstone Award, and we're going to be giving the first Tombstone Award out on this show, so listen and stay tuned. And then the Rock of Liberty speech. Let me tell you what's coming up on the Rock of Liberty speech. Have you ever heard the term, down to the last lick log? Some of you have, some of you not. I know a lot, a lot of you are not on the farm or weren't raised on the farm, but listen. This Rock of Liberty speech is going to be talking about the election of 2012. Is it the last lick log election? Uh, if you want to know what it's about, stay tuned for the Rock of Liberty speech at the end. So, wow, we got a lot to get into in this show today. Let's start back from last week. You know, a couple of weeks ago, and I told you last week about Congressman Paul Ryan uh, un, uh, opened up his uh, budget plan and called a path to prosperity, and he had an amazing plan. It's detailed. Now, do I like every bit of it? Of course not. 300 million Americans are going to find something they don't like about it, but you talk about detail, and you can go to a website and go to a roadmap or look up Paul Ryan on the Internet, and you can find that roadmap to prosperity. And he goes into detail. Let me tell you a couple of things that I like about it. He does go into detail. He says Social Security. He does not run away and stick his head in the sand about Social Security. But he does say if you're 55 or older, nothing will, absolutely nothing will change from what uh, it has been. But if you're under 55, that includes me, and he says there's going to be some changes in there, and you have to accept that. And that's how we get to the prosperity that America needs and how we start dealing with this deficit we're having year after year. But he goes into detail, and you can go and see how he does that. And not only that, listen, um, there's there's things like, uh, and this is what I like. Let's, he, he talked about uh, a business consumption tax. Whoa, I know everybody's going crazy. Paul Ryan, the Republicans, business consumption tax. No, but what he's saying it makes sense. This makes perfect sense. He proposes a, a tax that is calculated and administered based on a subtract, subtraction method under which a business determines its tax liability by subtracting its total purchases from its total sales. The business consumption tax is then imposed in this net receipts figure. And he has, that's another thing about his proposals. They've got graphs and they have reasons why. And they go into detail, specifics. But he goes on to say that, you know, the uh, why it's such a good thing to have the business consumption tax. Because, well, number one, he, and he says it in there. He says it's leveling of the playing field. To level the playing field and eliminate the competitive disadvantage on American businesses and American-made products. The business consumption tax is not imposed on U.S. exports when they leave the United States. It is instead imposed on foreign imports when they enter the United States. Thus, the business consumption tax is border, border adjustable. And cur currently, the U.S. corporate income tax is not border adjustable. And that means that the tax cannot be removed from exports or imposed on imports. So here's an advantage, a smart way to do business and help American businesses to grow in this worldwide economy. And that's what Paul Ryan's budget does. It spells it out. Yes, it's long. Yes, it has details. And yes, it is a roadmap to prosperity. Would you like to get to a balanced budget quicker? 
Some say we won't get a balanced budget to 2040. Well, we can get there quicker. How do you do that? Well, you just go to the GOP study club. And there's a guy named uh, Representative Jordan from Ohio, I believe. Representative Jim Jordan. And he headed up the Republican Study Committee. And their own budget brings down to 2020. And they do it by cutting and slashing a lot more than Paul Ryan's budget. The beauty of this is now we got two budgets to look at. And Paul Ryan has a very good conservative roadmap to prosperity. But now it makes it look more moderate when you get the, the aggressive GOP alternative to Paul Ryan's plan. So there's a lot of things out there. And then we were all waiting. And in fact, uh, uh, Congressman Paul Ryan was invited to hear the president's speech last week, last Wednesday, and about his budget. He was going to unveil his budget, his budget plan. You know, and it was, I think, something like 60 days ago, he unveiled a budget plan, and it was absolutely horrendous. He, he said he balanced the budget, and then he said, oh, well, they left out paying down the interest or paying interest money. They left that out like it didn't count. It was ridiculous. It was like a cartoon. <laughs> and I thought, well, surely, you know, the, the, the White House and, and all the advisors got together and said, we've got to put out something serious. So last week, the president announced he was going to uh, unveil his budget plan. I'm still waiting. That was not a plan last week. He had a bunch of overall goals. I guess you could call them goals. That wasn't a budget plan. Somebody tell the White House, I feel embarrassed for the president. If he has people surrounding him, they let him go out and make that speech. It was embarrassing. I would fire a bunch of those knuckleheads in the White House if they had me go out, trot me out there to say a speech like that. When you have Congressman Paul Ryan had his, thing, had his road to prosperity spelled out and detailed, and the president of the United States looks like a flunky. I mean, he looks like an absolute flunky reading the teleprompter and going on and on about uh, cutting deficits or cutting the deficit and using his plan. <laughs> okay, let's go into what some of the things he said because I told you, I just, I think it's a joke. I think there's people in the White House that must believe the tooth fairy is for real. <laughs> now, I, I, as a dentist, I take out teeth and have to do some on children sometime, and I'll laugh and joke about the tooth fairy and how the tooth fairy needs to come. But listen, grown-ups in the White House don't need to believe in the tooth fairy, but I actually believe there are some folks there and maybe the President of the United States himself that believes in the tooth fairy because somehow they think they're going to get a balanced budget without showing any numbers. <laughs> like we are going to just believe. And and I, I got to get to this. Eric Cantor, after uh, the president spoke, said, I have said the president is not serious because his proposals are a far cry from trying to tackle the tough problems we face. That's the Virginia congressman, Republican. And uh, Congressman Paul Ryan said, this is a plan to have a bunch of other people set up a commission to come up with a plan. Now listen, 
all of last year when we said we got to do something about the budget and the Tea Party was busting at the seams saying we've got to stop the spending. This was in 2009. In 2010, the president appointed a commission and he bragged about his commission, said they'll take care of it. Then he didn't do a thing, didn't he use anything, the commission said in the speech about 60 days ago. And now in his speech last Wednesday, he proposed getting, I think, four Republicans, four Democrats together and forming a committee. Hello, Mr. President, stop playing golf. We need a president. We need leadership. And there's a leadership vacuum coming out of the executive branch. Senator DeMint from South Carolina, this is what he had to say about the president's speech. He said, the president made it absolutely clear today today." that Democrats will cling bitterly to the deficit spending until our nation is bankrupt. After offering an unserious budget just a few months ago, the president offered new platitudes, but the same old policies. And that's exactly, I mean, he just jumbled up the words and dusted them off. And But he did have, oh, he did add something new. Uh, did you catch that? He said there would be a, there would be a trigger mechanism whenever, if, if by 2014, if the plan wasn't going like everybody thought it would, then all of a sudden there would be a trigger mechanism. That's his new beautiful word, and what, how he's going to save, reinstitute a trigger mechanism. If, if our budget doesn't come down like it's supposed to by 2014, guess what? He says we'll have more, more spending cuts and and we'll we'll find ways in the in the tax code to work in the tax code. You know what that's a code for? <laughs> He's gonna raise your taxes. He's gonna cut out things like uh, your gift tax if you give money to your church or local charities and Salvation Army and all these different things. Then. There's not going to be no longer deductible. That's what he's talking about. We have to have spending cuts. He's not talking about cutting any programs. He's talking about cutting your uh, the benefits you get for giving to charities. He's talking about finding ways where you that reduce your income tax and stop those reductions. That's how he's going to monkey with giving that uh, getting the the budget back in line. It's from <laughs> raising your taxes. That's what it is. Can you expect anything else from a progressive liberal? He's going to say he's going to raise your taxes without saying it. He's not going to be dumb like Walter Mondale and come out and say, I'm going to raise your taxes. But he's, go he's, going, to, he's going to end what the, his, quote, gift you're getting because of the gift you give to charities. He's going to end that. And he's going to end other things. He's going to end some of the, the like the reductions on however the different reductions on your income tax like when you pay uh writing off the state taxes you pay he'll just get rid of that there's other ways he'll say well the trigger will kick in spending cuts no no he's not talking about cutting any spending he's talking about raising your taxes so you better look through it double speak and understand what the president of the united states is saying and what he's not saying Number one, he didn't say anything of a detailed plan to come up with what Congressman Paul Ryan has come up with. And I think it's a shame, like I said, that the White House is doing such a disservice in, in uh, giving him information. I, I think I'd fired a whole bunch of them if I was the president. But he can't because uh, 
He just can't. He doesn't have the leadership. We need a leader when it comes to this budget. That's what the Tea Party's been fighting for, saying stop the spending. And we got a president of the United States who has still, who has still yet to come up with a detailed plan how he is going to get our budget deficit ended and a 10-year plan to get our nation back in good, uh, good shape financially. Absolutely no leadership whatsoever. I pray, Mr. President, that you're not campaigning now and, and leaving off your responsibility as being President of the United States. I pray you really care for this country and it's not just a campaign machine. Listen, we got to move on. I tell you, I'm upset about that. I do want you to go look at uh, Congressman Ryan's uh, detailed budget proposal. It's a great one. Not the best. It's great, though, compared to all the others. And then the, I think the GOP, a counter to that, is from uh, Representative Jordan's GOP Study Club. You can go on the Internet. Check it out. It is, it, it's, it uh, cuts the budget, slashes more than Paul Ryan does quickly to get to a zero deficit uh, a lot quicker. Listen, wow, time is moving on. I, I got my... Uh, just got upset because I can't believe we have a president of the United States who led us all to believe he's going to unveil a budget and have some detailed plans. And as, what do you expect? That's I mean, he's just he's proven that he he just doesn't know statistics. Now Bill Clinton would have come up with some statistics. I may not agreed with him, but he would have some statistics and he would have some reasons why. And by golly, he would know what he's talking about. I don't think President Obama has a clue if the teleprompter's not in front of him. Now, let's go back. Let me remind you you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. We got Adam Waldeck coming up real soon here of an interview about the, the national debt. And he's from American Solutions. Before we get to Adam, let me remind you that you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net, webtalkradio.net. And I want to tell you, go to the banner that you can see on the Doc Holliday's Tea Party page and click on the Tea Party Review magazine. This is the best magazine out there about the Tea Party. It's the best new magazine anywhere. I'm telling you, it'll keep you updated. Uh, go to that uh, banner there, click on and go check out the Tea Party Review magazine because they will keep you in the know. And now you can also go to www.teaparty.ms. You can get check out my book there, Walk With Me. You can also uh, click on the Tea Party Review banners there. So tell your friends about Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We're a growing, uh, growing radio show, and we're proud to have you from all over the country. You can uh, send me your thoughts at radio. Go to radio at teaparty.ms, radio at teaparty.ms. Appreciate everybody out there listening. Now, before anything else, let's get on to Adam Waldeck, coordinators for the Tea Party groups from the American Solutions. And welcome to Doc Holiday's Tea Party, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, we're glad you're on the air with us now. And, and this week we're focusing some on the uh, national debt and the deficits that we have. And we're going to be talking to you about that in just a few minutes, see what American Solutions uh, has the answers on that. But uh, before we do that, uh, tell us a little bit about the Tea Party groups and how the American Solutions uh, works with the Tea Party group. Yeah, sure. Well, we, uh, you know, we've been, we've been working with uh, 
lot of the Tea Party groups from all over the country and, and 912 groups as well, really, since the movement started back in 2009. Um, you know, we, uh, you know we, we helped to get word out and everything about getting people to rallies when, you know, kind of when it, we were, it was sort of in the rally phase. And, right. You know, Newt, Newt spoke at the, one of the, you know, the first April 15th event in New York City, and then last year for Tax Day we were in Austin, Texas. Um, and, you know, everywhere that we travel when we're on the road, we always try to meet with local local groups and everything, mostly just to listen and to learn and, you know, see how we can be helpful. And really what we've tried to do is just provide, a, you know, people, you know, um, information. Um, and we, we just try to facilitate communication and, you know, the sharing of best practices and things like that. So, you know, depending upon what people are doing, we just try to uh, be helpful however we can, and, oh, you know, whether that be training or all sorts of different things. So well, we've you, got good relationships with a lot of a lot of groups from, from everywhere. So. Well, you brought up something. That's what I want our listeners to understand as far as American Solutions uh, was founded by Newt Gingrich. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. We started, uh, he, he founded uh, American Solutions, and we had our kickoff event at Atlanta back in, uh, back in 2007. 2007. That's what I was going to ask you, so you uh, let everybody know. And, and as far as the group American Solutions, if, if uh, – Newt Gingrich decides to jump in the presidential race, which it looks like he, I know he's formed an exploratory committee. Does that, what does that mean for American Solutions, Adam? Well, right, yeah, he, um, uh, you know, back in 2008, he was, you know, thinking about potentially getting into the race, and because of the ridiculousness of, you know, campaign finance law and things like that, I mean, we were just sort of getting off the ground, and if he were going to be, if he were to have become a candidate, he would have had to broken off from American Solutions. Um, and so that, that, that still remains the case. So, I mean, right now, because he's not a candidate, um, you know, he's still our general chairman. Um, but if he decided to, you know, pull the trigger and move forward and be a, you know, a full-fledged candidate, um, then, you know, he would have to, you know, basically step down from American Solutions. But we will, you know, we will continue on doing what we're doing, um, even if he does. He's put us in a, in a you know, in a good position to, to move forward regardless. So. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I know American Solutions has a lot of good Ideas. In fact, that's what we want to talk about uh, today, Adam. Is the when sure. we look at our deficit, and uh, we we have to ask that question: How do we balance the budget that is, you know, one point five trillion dollars over what we take in? Uh, it's happening every year now. And sure. uh, how, how do you know what do we do when we got a you know got a Congress that settles for a continuing resolution to reduce six billion dollars and acts like that's a big accomplishment? When we're one point five trillion dollars in the hole just for one year, so so what what does American Solutions say to that, Adam? Well, um, what I would say first is just the obvious, which is just stop spending so much. I mean, you know, I mean, we the, the spending is out of control. So I mean, the first thing you need to do is get a, you know get get your head around that and and, and start cutting back. Um, you know, one of the lessons from um, from when Newt was uh, was speaker, I mean, they, they balanced the budget for four consecutive years in a row. That's and, correct. And, um, you know, the first time that had been done since, since the 1920s. And really what he talks about a lot in terms of one of the biggest lessons is if you can take a huge number of people and get, you know, who are currently not working, which is a situation we have now, but even worse, if you can get, you know, if you could take us from, you know, our unemployment now and get that back down to the norm, which would be maybe, you know, four and a half percent, that is the biggest single step that you could take to reduce our deficit because you're taking people that are currently receiving money from the government and turning them instead into, 
you know, in, in basically into taxpayers where they're they're working um, and then they're paying taxes. So, uh, you know, really the the biggest thing that you could possibly do is get back to a pro-growth, you know, pro-jobs um, policy and get people back, start creating jobs. You know, allow the private sector to do what it does best, get people back to work, and that's probably the the biggest thing that you could possibly do to reduce the deficit. I see um, that, and I and and it's and, and I believe that, and a lot of people do. The, I guess the question is, you know, how do you create jobs in an environment? We've we've seen the stimulus package. We've seen, yep. you know, spending almost about a trillion dollars, and uh, and and where are the jobs? And and so. And then what does American Solutions, what's Newt Gingrich say, how, how can we get the jobs so that that can actually happen? Sure. Well, in terms of some of the things that you, I'll just go through quick a couple of the things that okay. you mentioned in terms of spending. I mean, um, you know, Paul Ryan, who, uh, Republican, you know, congressman from Wisconsin, who right. is chairman of the Budget Committee, he will be, I think the real big, big first test for the Republican majority will be when he presents his budget. And that will be their opportunity to to really to paint the way forward and to make a huge break from what we're used to seeing. And rather than spending more and more and more, which is what we have now, they have an opportunity to really cut back in a, in a, in a fundamental way. And we're uh, talking about the 2012 budget, is that correct? Yeah, uh, yeah the, the one that he'll be, hopefully in the next few weeks, that they'll be, that they'll be proposing. I mean, they, right. um, I mean, in terms of spending, I mean, you're going to send, hope, you know, that will send signals to, the, you know, to, to the private sector and, and things like that, that, you know, we are going to start getting government off of your back so that you can get back to, you know, basically, you know, more of a free market economy where people don't have to worry about, you know, burdensome regulations and red tape and all this stuff, that all the things that are preventing job creation and stymieing it. The other thing is, um, you know, I think you mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned the um, Obamacare. I mean, um, right. We haven't mentioned actually, it, but that is the big leg. And that's what I, uh, you know, I know businesses. I got a small business, and many yep. of the Tea Party people do. And so, yep. yeah, uh, talk, talk about how Obamacare uh, is going to affect things. Sure. I mean, well, it's a killer for small business. I mean, not just small business, but business in general. I mean, you had, I believe it was yesterday, the CEO of Starbucks, who was one of the guys that, you know, had been supportive of Obama's health care plan and had spoken out in favor of it now basically came out yesterday, and I think it was a, it was a public letter, and said, well, <laughs> you know, maybe this is not such a good idea, because he basically said how the mandate um, is going to be just a little bit too much for, for, for business. And, you know, and that's right. You know, one of the things that Newt actually called for today in his newsletter was attaching the repeal of Obamacare, the defunding of it, to the debt ceiling vote. Um, mm -hmm. So that, I mean, th this is, you know, we have the one-year anniversary of it today. It's as unpopular as ever. Uh, it's a huge new entitlement program, and we just simply can't afford it, aside from it being a complete job killer. So, you know, that's one of the things that you could do to help us get back, you know, to where we were. That's not going to – that's going to that's gonna get rid of some of the bad stuff. But in terms of what, you know, your question about what kind of policies can we, can we have that can get us to job creation, I mean, one of the things that we've done as we've traveled the country, and we've done this online as well, is uh, – Regularly, are, we're talking with small business owners and entrepreneurs, and really sort of getting their feedback and say, you know, what what would we, what, you know, what could we do to make it easier for you to create jobs? And so right. we have one of the things that we put together was called our Jobs First Plan, um, because you know we really think that that should be the first priority. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that what President Obama said? It was his first priority. 
uh, he, he seems to have a new first priority every other week. I, I think so. I just had I had to bring that up. I know he said jobs would be uh, item number one, and I think it was way down the list. But, but yeah, yeah, go ahead, well, Adam. What we think um, in terms of job creation, um, you know, if you look at who, you know, who are our competitors, you know, our main competitors are China and India, okay? Now, mm-hmm. China, for example, they, they have their, their rate on taxing capital gains is 0%. And we think, well, <laughs> why don't we match that? So, yeah. You know, one of the things that we think, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're a person that's looking to build a factory or you, and, you know, looking to invest, you know, are you going to go to a country like, you know, the United States, or are you going to go to a place like China where there's zero taxes on capital gains? So one of the things, you know, one of the things that we would do would be um, zero rate, you know, 0% rate on capital gains. The other thing that we would do, when you, when you put together the, um, the state um, uh, corporate rate on top of the federal, I think we have the either the first or the second highest uh, corporate tax in the country. I mean, I'm sorry, in the, in, in the industrialized world. Right. So one of the things that we would do is we would bring that rate down to 12 and a half percent, which is what how, which is what it is in Ireland. You, you're talking about 12 and a half percent for the nation with along with the state taxes, or, or just we're, we're, I'm get... talking specifically for the federal. Federal. I mean, okay. of course, we would be for. You know, uh, you know, I mean, we would encourage states to also right. But you're talking about getting the federal tax, and it, where what is right now around 28 percent, and get it down to 12 and a half. Is that get that down to 12 and a half percent, so that you can, you know, so that it's more of an incentive for people to create jobs in America. Um, you know, the other one of the other things that we talked about um, was for was um, was a 50 percent um, cut in the payroll tax, and so that is an instant you know, that's that's freed up cash immediately. For employers, but it's also you know it's also an immediate increase in take-home pay for everybody that's receiving a paycheck. So you know that's one of the other things that we would do. Um, now, now tell me about that when when you say fifty uh, percent cut in the payroll tax. Now that is going to Social Security. So are you undermining Social Security? No. What one of the th- I mean we we think that there's I mean you could take on you know I mean there there is plenty of money uh, you know. You, you know, there's a well, of money. That's, Adam, I don't see it. I, I look, I'm getting closer and closer to Social Security age, and I don't think I'm ever going to see it. So when you say there's plenty of money, that, that scares no, 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 me I now. No, mean, I mean, I mean, sorry. I, well, I should, there, there's plenty of money that you could find um, that's being spent on. I mean, you, I, don't, I, I think that you could, you know, you can refill those coffers, um, you know, by taking, you know, w- through different savings, really. I mean, if you're going to be... Um, you know, you could take you could take money. You know, whether it be unspent stimulus money or just basically just savings. I mean, cut money, get rid of some stuff that you don't need. I mean, there's plenty. That, all I'm saying is we're spending tons and tons of money on things we don't need. Um, well, I, I, I agree with you on that. I just when you yeah. said take a 50 percent cut in the payroll tax, I, uh, if, if we're cutting other things, I can see how that can be replenished somewhere, some way. Right. But I, that uh, so you're saying that would just relieve the employer and the employees. That correct? That's right because. That, yeah, that, exactly, exactly right. Because you're, as you know, you know the, um, you know that 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 is paid half by the employer and half by the employee. So actually, if you're self-employed, this is even a, a bigger, a, a better thing for you, right? Because you're paying that whole thing. Um, yeah, and so in terms of we 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 would not try to deplete the, the uh, you know the Medicare and Social Security. All I'm saying is that there's so much money being wasted on other things. We could, I think, there's no problem you could find you know, a way to that you're not rating those, 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 those accounts, you know, whatever's left in there to begin with. Right, well, um, not much. <laughs> 
Now that was Adam Waldeck, and uh, we're going to get him back next week to finish up this interview, and we're so glad to have him on from American Solutions. A couple of nuggets. for Number one, if Newt Gingrich does decide to run, then he will, uh, of course, have to step down from head heading up American Solutions. But American Solutions will continue on helping to find conservative ideas that will work for America, and I appreciate Adam sharing some of those with us this week, and we'll talk to him again next week. Another nugget, what I was finding interesting is they are not afraid to tackle Social Security. We need all the ideas that we can get. And that's what we've seen some from uh, Congressman Paul Ryan. We see the American Solutions. It's time to start working on this, folks. We're running out of time. And you know it. You're part of the Tea Party movement. Why can't we get a president of the United States to lead us? We need leadership. Now, going into uh, the Rock of Liberty speech. Is coming up in just a minute, and I told you, do you know what it means down to the last lick log? We're going to tell you a little more about that and get to that, but before I do, the first ever Doc Holliday's Tea Party Tombstone Award. I'm going to give the Tombstone Award for an idea or a speech or words or an action that should be placed six feet in the ground, dead on arrival. That's what I'm going to call the President's New Budget plan. Is it a plan? What he unveiled on Wednesday, this past Wednesday on April the 13th, I thought was just absolutely, incredibly shallow, incredibly weak, and I can't believe he won't fire the White House staff to let him get in front of the teleprompters and let those words come out of his mouth. It is nothing. You compare what Congressman Paul Ryan did and all the detail, and then the President of the United States Looks like a first grader wondering why his boat is not going to float around the water. I'm telling you, the tooth fairy it must be alive and well somewhere in the White House. At least people believe there is a tooth fairy there. Now listen, the Tombstone, Doc Holliday's Tombstone Award is, in, is for pre the President's speech last week. I just don't see anything else that should... See the light of day. Bury it six feet in the ground and start over, Mr. President. Give us some details or or, or get out. Just get out. Now, Rock of Liberty speech. Have you ever heard of the last lick log? Well, the election of 2012 may be the last lick log election. What are we talking about? What's the last lick log? When, when you go down to a farmer or rancher when, when he has a uh, some cattle, say so he got a cow he wants to get to the market. Well, he takes that cow down to a lick log, a salt lick, and lets that cow's big old pink tongue wrap around that old, that old block of salt. And he licks up that salt, and he wants that cow to lick up every bit of salt he can. And then he takes that cow away from the salt block and puts him by some water, and that cow sucks up that water, and a farmer gets paid by the pound for the cow. So the last lick log prepares the cow for slaughter. That cow has no idea. He's loving the salt, and he's loving the water, but he's about to get slaughtered. And that is why the election of 2012 is so important, because we may be just about to be slaughtered. Wake up. Don't be the last lick log. Don't be sucking on that salt thinking, and that's what the big spenders are doing. 
saying, hey, we'll go ahead and spend the money. We don't have it. And that's the last lick log, spending the money. And then when the, you drink up the water, more debt, can't pay the interest, and then comes the slaughter. So let's don't let it happen, Tea Party folks. Get out there to the tea parties and rally on, and let's get this nation back on the move and get ready for the elections to get some people into office that know what they're doing and can stop the spending. Listen, thanks for listening to us on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. We did not get to a presidential potential presidential nominee uh, in today's show. Next week, we will get to the Donald. Donald Trump. We're going to be talking about him. We're going to talk with Adam Waldeck again. And we're going to have another Rock of Liberty speech. Great things coming up next week. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Get back to you next week. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.